0: yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it seems as though they're here to stay. Buddy, to the flock pod hashtag zero 23 the the jeff mail episode Go the mail man jeff mail i am at coach justin d we are the flock pod on all of your major social media platforms i'm
1: at shane potter six on twitter and at walk up flocka shane six on
0: the gram Shane, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, I'm okay. Let's get a high five. You know, the energy's a little low. You know, we're, we're doing okay on these, like, cold opens and stuff like that. We talked a little bit as you first got here as we were kind of getting set up. Had a little uh, technical difficulties today, but, mm. you know, that's kind of commonplace with the, uh, the podcasting world, but that was a rough weekend, man. Yeah, yes, you're that telling was a, me. How's, that was a, I mean, you had a rough football weekend regardless. Yeah. Man. That that game, I mean, literally we have written on the whiteboard: "Duck dreams die in the desert." I mean, just just a rough. That's a game. good. That's a good. Uh, you know you like little, that. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. I wrote for that down one.
1: how the devils won. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's valid too.
0: But Shane, I mean, I just I'm just gonna jump right into it. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I finally I finally believe. I finally put myself out there. I know. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you're that young kid in middle school and there's that cute girl that you really want to ask out, but you just you don't quite have the the gusso, the, you know, the, the intestinal fortitude, you know, to step up and, you know, tell her. And all of a sudden, one day you show up to school on a Friday and you're feeling yourself a little bit. You got your new kicks on or something, a new shirt. You just, you're feeling yourself. You go up to her and you ask, you say, hey, can we hang out this weekend? And she says, you look like an idiot. You know, it's it's kind of like one of Did those. Did that happen moments. to you? Maybe a couple <laughs> of times. You know, I, I wear a first team all friend zone t shirt for a reason, Shane. Um, you know, it's just one of the. I, I believed. I believed in Sherbert. I put my faith in him, and you'll notice I will never ever refer to him as Herbert again. He is ultimately the Sherbert. When you posted that that picture of just the just the ice cream. The ice cream is so
1: funny. And I was like, I was. <sighs> Double let down because I've been on the Herbert train this whole time. We've been kinda of going back and forth there. I finally feel felt like I finally had you on my side. I did. I did. And I jumped over. Immediately. I was like, I was at work watching the game, like, yeah, Justin's finally gonna see what I'm seeing. Like, you know, he's gonna be rooting for it. We're in the same corner and then it just all, it all ended as, well, it didn't end as quickly as it started. It was quite the opposite. It, it was went like up a in slow buildup and then it just just completely fell apart. And especially as a fan when you're watching, big plays are what really like kill True. you. True, momentum. And it was just over and over yeah. and over
0: well, on the worst one but the i mean we'll get there you know what i mean but yeah there's there's just those swings so obviously brutal loss for the ducks they go down uh, penalties on the sun devil side really kind of keep the ducks in the game honestly i mean they would have given they would have been boat raced almost like that arizona game a couple years ago or yeah. last year was that last year that, they that was, was last down there? year yeah, yeah they might have just gotten boat raced there's just something about again i don't know if it's mill street i don't know what's going on down there in tempe uh, but they just did not bring their A game for whatever reason. Duck fans definitely represented. You know, we kind of talked about those two things on the podcast last week. You know, how those would play out. You even heard a lot. I mean, Troy die at one point was, you know, waving up the fans. I know. I wilder. saw that. That I was, was like, really whoa. cool. Um, so those those things kind of played out how we wanted. And even with those playing out the way we thought, the Ducks still come up short.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the, the running game was there. I mean, they weren't fantastic. They were, I'd say they were good, not great. CJ had 99 yards. Uh, Travis Dye had 58 yards on five attempts. Uh, Cyrus was, you know, one of the Beast. lone bright spots. Yeah, two he carries, played two really touchdowns.
0: Well. Played really well. And those were angry runs that he had. But you, you, I think you saw a change in the game. And I'm almost upset at the, the announcing crew for not talking about this more. But when Jake Hansen got hurt, when the center for the Ducks, oh, that yeah. O lineman, when he got hurt and things kind of had to shift around a little bit, it's really the first time the Ducks have had to move guys from spot to spot. We've had other guys kind of go down, but you've just kind of had a plug and play replacement. I think you did see a change. That's when Herbert didn't feel as comfortable. Excuse me. It's when Sherbert (laughs) didn't feel as comfortable. It's when you start seeing his happy feet get going, making more... And then they kind of got away from the running game a little bit. They were just pounding that left side and pounding and pounding... And then has everything changed?
1: Well, going down, like being down by 14 points definitely like kind of changes the way they play calling. Mm-hmm. And with the way that, like I just mentioned before, Arizona State was just ripping off these big plays. Jaden Daniels had hit three touchdowns. First one was 57 yards. Second one was 26. And the third one was 81 yards. So, I mean, he's just picking up these huge chunks of yards. Did you notice his like mouth guard was never in
0: his mouth? Was he was doing strange. like that Steph Curry thing the whole time. Yeah, it was, it was driving me insane. I didn't, I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, no update on Jake Hansen, you know, what his availability is going to be moving forward. It looks like Verdell and Thibodeau that both got hurt late in the game are both going to be okay. Uh, but we're, we'll be on the lookout for um, some more of those injuries. Another injury that kind of came out of nowhere, Jalen Red.
1: Yeah, you know, we just talked not about playing,
0: yeah. we talked about how important and how he would really be the guy to step in. Well, that's the guy that I highlighted at least to be the guy to step in and really fill that role um, vacated by Micah Pitten being injured. But my goodness, he didn't even get on the field. He had some kind of upper thoracic injury.
1: Yeah, and they showed him very
0: very strange.
1: I mean, they kept showing him on the sideline, and he kind of always has that same facial expression, like kind of like, are you hurting? Are you upset? But, yeah, and then it just kind of looked like there was nobody to really pick up that short yardage uh, passing game that kind of mimics a run game that that really uh, settles Herbert down.
0: One more reason I would have liked to have seen more two-back sets. Let's get Cyrus and CJ on the field at the same time. Let's get Dye and Verdell on the field at the same time. I think that makes a massive difference putting pressure on the defense, making them read those kinds of decisions
1: and it was just I mean we could say
0: it was easily the worst defensive performance of the season right from this group well I think that's the most heartbreaking thing of all of this was I mean you're believing the offense is getting us back in the game and all of a sudden late in the fourth quarter Lenore gets burned one more time Pickett's not there as he should be to be on the top side to give him that help over the top and to see our defense kind of lose the game for us in that moment, I literally felt my heart ripped out of my chest.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, their running game, they were just picking up... Uh, Chunks. You know Benjamin. had Chunk at, uh, 31 carries for 121. So, I mean, that's not a great yards per carry average. But, I mean, they were setting up third and shorts. They had, I think it was like 18 passing first downs, where they were just basically, you know, getting the ball out of Jaden uh, Jaden Daniels' hands fast and just
0: getting receivers in space. And every time they got one-on-ones, they won. This is the one thing I kept saying over and over again in the first half is this is the first time I've really seen Cristobal and his coaching staff just get out-coached. Just a hundred percent. And obviously you're playing. You're playing with a little bit of a short deck, you know, with Mm -hmm. some injuries. We're not gonna make that excuse, but it's definitely, you know, schematically, you do have to make some changes, especially when you've relied so heavily on Pittman and Red. Every time that Herbert or Sherberts needed to play, they've gone or they've designed some kind of play for Pittman or for Red. That's what you've seen. I mean, the last couple weeks, the the deeper, the outside wide receivers have gotten more in play, but those have been the guys that have made those big-time, crunch-time plays. Well, I think that those plays that you're talking about
1: also set up, like, uh, Juwan Johnson and these guys are a little bit down the field because they get those safeties coming, creeping in a little bit Mm -hmm. more. But yeah, I mean, there there was one play, I don't know if it was Arizona State's, I think it was like their second scoring drive, when there was a big play, Troy Dye had kind of a missed tackle, and then he ended up getting the tackle at the end and they got flagged 15 yards for the face mask, because that was the only way he could get that guy down. That's how bad the tackling was. I mean, Troy Dye is wearing the biggest club I've ever seen on a hand for a broken thumb, but whatever. I mean, I'm not a doctor. But it just seems like he just couldn't, couldn't wrap up. And then Lenore Pickett, I mean, these guys that we've seen playing great defensively, wrapping up, like, swarming to the ball, all these things that we've seen, I don't know if they just had enough tape on the defense and they just kind of figured out, flaws and ways to just get these guys open down the field. Because I mean it wasn't even like he was really like throwing long bombs. A couple of them were, but mostly these long plays were like eight yards of air air yards and then rip and two missed tackles later and you got a forty yard gain.
0: Well and again as we mentioned in the in last week's podcast We've, we've talked a lot about how the Ducks didn't play well. We need to talk a little bit about how the Sun Devils played the game of their lives. Oh, they're awesome. I mean, they definitely made a lot of mistakes from a penalty perspective, but Eno Benjamin ran angry. I mean, Daniel, I don't know if he was upset at not being recruited to U of O or what the issue is. And I will say, I mean, I lived down there for a couple years and I've. I said this last week, they do not like the Ducks. <laughs> there is a... I mean, there's a word that they use to call the ducks. That's not the ducks. That's very easy. That's it. Just fits right in. I think that you can. If you spell it,
1: will your phone autocorrect to ducks? It it will. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And they. I mean,
0: this was a recruiting game. These guys have played against each other in high school. They talked about it. The two guys that were uh, teammates for Chandler High School. Mm -hmm. You know, I could I could throw a rock and hit Chandler where I live down there in Arizona. Those guys are competitive. They're fiery. If, you know, one guy goes to another university, another guy stays home, I mean, there's definitely a, a dynamic that's kind of created by that. And we just don't have that here in Eugene. I mean, the one guy from, well, the two guys from Eugene we have on the roster, both named Sherbert. Yeah. So there's just there's just not that kind of level of anger. And you saw the Sun Devils play angry. They played like Sun Devils all night. We did not bring our Harry Potter... You know, hocus pocus stuff <laughs> to bring, like Mike Leach said we should have. We should have listened to Mike Leach, Shane. And, and I don't then, think I've ever said those words before.
1: I mean, and then it, when all hope seemed to be lost, at the very end, it Herbert starts hitting. And the offense does
0: start clicking, and it, it did turn out to a sh- turn into a shootout for mm-hmm. a little bit at yeah. the end there. And that's why that one play where Pickett wasn't over the top. It, all he's got to do is be in. I mean, it was that was a third and sixteen.
1: Yeah, something like that. All he's got
0: to do is be in position, knock that ball down, tackle him for even a twelve-yard gain. We get the ball back. It's a, it's the, it rewrites the season, Shane. That play right there is gonna overplay. Similar that that play will just be on replay in my mind for a long time. You just you, you never you don't forget plays like that. And I hope it is in Pickett's brain. Yeah. Again, okay. So okay, we're picking on kids here. However, you got to make that play. You got to be in your spot.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not as much picking as it just picking
0: on them as is, is just saying what
1: happened. Had
0: it, to, yes, absolutely, absolutely. What yeah. and what was needed to happen. Anyway, we, we could sit here and lament on that game It for could be the whole episode. It really could. I, th- I thought about it. I literally <laughs> thought about it. Uh, it was it was, a, it was a tough Saturday night. Um, however, we have the opportunity now to bounce back. It's Civil War week. You know, the battle for the Pie trophy. Beavers coming to town at Autzen Stadium. Get some home cooking going. It's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be a classic Civil War battle. Yeah,
1: and I do like... I was kind of. It's easy to spiral after games like that. And oh be like, yeah. Oh, the whole season's. We a should large, talk about blah, that. Blah, blah, blah. No, we should talk I, about that. I can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, not,
0: it's it's a two loss season, guys. Yeah, if you guys and gals. If you tell if you tell people
1: in the start of the year, you know, two loss season, probably go to the Rose Bowl. Like, we really stoked on that. Mm-hmm. But then expectations get built up, and I know you kind of fall into the trap of watching ESPN. All they talk about is. Will this team make it? Will this team make it? You'd love to be in the conversation on decisions. It's day great and to see that. the
0: brand up there.
1: But this is still a great team and potential to do a lot of things left in this season. Starting, but I mean they gotta take care of business right now. Yes. I mean, we still we still go to the Pac-12 championship no regardless what. of what happens on Saturday. Yep. But I mean, come on. Let's and I mean I wanna see them bring at least like the same sort of focus and intensity. That should have been brought last Saturday to this game. And at least keep that rolling. Keep that crystal ball 1-0 every week mentality going on.
0: I would hope so. And I just want to put this out there. Don't be a spoiled duck fan. Yeah, don't. I went to a game where the Ducks were playing, I don't know, like Pacific, I think. Or like Portland State or something like that when I was a kid. Sat all the way up high, and the, the field was so foggy you couldn't even see the game, and it didn't matter because it was a terrible game. It was like three nothing, nine that, yeah. nothing, something that way, I and mean, it was probably better that you couldn't see it. But if you've been a Duck fan, if you've been through the Rich Brooks era, the Bellotti era, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, be a ride or die for this squad. I mean, this is not the time to start, you know, calling for people's jobs for people to get, you know, their. You know, maybe get sat down and things of like that. This is not the time. This no. is not the time. This is the time where they need support. We need to be there for our club. And uh, it's Civil War week, so let's focus on hating the Beavers. That's yeah. something we can all agree on and come together for. And the Beavers have just mm.
1: as much to be upset about coming into this week as Oregon does. Coming they lost off the a tough, one. tough Speaking one. one. Speaking of Mike Leach, Yummy Christmas. And can you believe the Arr, play call? The pirate. Did you see? Arr. Did you see the? Did you watch that game? That uh, halfback draw with like four seconds left on the three? Ballsy. Are you kidding
0: me? Falsey, but yeah, the true pirate
1: call shame. <laughs> it sure is. So yeah, the Washington State pulled off you know a great win against the bees, fifty four to fifty three. Congratulations if you bet the over. In it is that basketball
0: one. season. Yeah.
1: Uh, The Beavers need this win to become bowl eligible, which means a lot for the school. Not as much, maybe, some of the people on the team, but, you know, that's a topic for another day. Uh, They're 5-6, 4-4 in the conference. They're second in the Pac-12 North, but, of course, like you said, Oregon's already clinched that. Quarterback Jake Luton's throwing 62% on the year. He's got 2,700 yards, 28 TDs, and only three picks, so he's having a very efficient year. quarterbacking standpoint oh good yeah and then they got a kind of a dual threat running attack with art pierce and jamar jefferson uh art pierce is a little bit more of a pass catching out of the two of them uh but he has had less touchdowns on the ground and then isaiah hodgins wide receiver has 78 catches for 1086 yards and 13 tds he has 38 catches 709 yards and 10 tds more than any other player on the team
0: so we should guard that guy. I yeah, like, I like think him that's and Javon one. To, Holland should get really well acquainted.
1: Yeah, that'd be uh, one to focus on on the defensive side of the ball. Check out this name, Hamilkar Rashid Jr. Love it. Junior,
0: wow! <laughs> wow. Well, you to gotta keep level. that going. I have a feeling
1: there'll be a third. Yeah, there yeah. should be. There really should be.
0: Uh, but he had sixty tackles, fourteen sacks on yeah. the air, with two okay. forced fumbles. So this is not a Beaver team to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from a statistical standpoint, they sound like they are formidable. However, they've also just won some games that they didn't, they shouldn't have. You know, this coaching staff has really put them in a great position. They beat Arizona State two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't want to talk about. It. I mean, Can we did so, not talk about Arizona State again. Okay, we're done.
1: But I mean, so that means that this team is not, you know, this is nothing to overlook. This uh, this isn't going to be a walkthrough. I mean, have you said this last week against Arizona State? All these Pac 12 teams are legit, especially when you have the target on your back that's you play, you you play to win the game, Shane. Play to win the game. Play to win the game. Who said that? I know. For <laughs> <laughs> those the, the listening, a it was, it was her methods. It is her onwards. Yeah. It, the
0: energy's a little low today. You can still feel a little bit of that that hangover. Hopefully the ducks are there, the football team's able to shake it and get moving forward. Uh, they did get a nice little uh, present, a nice little gift, if you will, uh, Friday before the game started. Uh, Noah Sewell. Uh, oh, committing yeah, we as haven't talked about Five star linebacker for the U of O football team. And if you uh, haven't the, little seen brother the, uh, of the edit that they
1: did, did really cool. That? Oh, man. Really, really cool. Go check that out. It's on Noah's yeah. Swell's Twitter page. Oh, it's basically on every. Duck Is it Sewell,
0: Sewell, I think it's Sewell. Sewell, it? yeah. yeah. So it's going to be exciting to hear, you know, Thibodeau and Sewell, you know, combine on the tackle for a couple years because that's going to be a formidable outside linebacker tandem.
1: And we had a lot of good freshman linebackers coming in uh, this year. I mean, so he's going to have a nice group to, no to grow with. Have oh, no fear, Oh, I mean, we're, we're not
0: we're not rebuilding anymore. We're, re- we're reloading. Re-reloading. I yeah. mean, this
1: year. I mean, looking at the roster moving forward, from who we're going to lose this year, even with the juniors who are going to. Take gotcha. To be excited about. Yeah, I'll I mean, there's. I'm about. really excited just to see how some of these players, like Tyler Shook. I'm really, I'm very excited to see how this goes.
0: I think he's awesome. I think it's gonna be. A, that's gonna be a very good topic for a podcast in the not so near future. So <laughs> we will jump on that. Uh, still, some things for the Ducks, obviously, to look forward to with a bowl kind of situation. Obviously, hopefully, getting to the Rose Bowl, win the Pac-12, take care of your business there. Uh, there's some interesting duck fan fodder out there. Even Pac-12 fan, you know, is it better for Utah to beat us so they have a chance to go to the national champ? That's playing that college football playoff. Whoa. I don't want to get too much into that because that's all kind of clickbaity stuff, and it's it, it's interesting. I mean, you, it sounds like you got a thought on it, though, Shane. I mean, we're
1: gonna see Utah with now as much motivation as they can possibly oh, have. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, if, the, if the Pac-12 championship didn't have enough muster already, I mean, now with it's them having potential berth
0: in the College football yep. playoffs, it's gonna be really fun. And then, I mean, Lee Corso might get his wish there if Utah gets in, because his prediction will finally come true. So producer Zuko has actually been pretty quiet today. He's not doing as great of a job of keeping us on task. Might have something to do with the new setup here in the condo. We actually have kind of a legit little desk and everything now. We're not recording on the couch. You know, we're, we're moving on up. It feels official. We like, feel like should have like adult shoes on, like,
1: <laughs> dress shoes or something.
0: Right? No shoes in the condo. <laughs> no, no, shoes allowed on the condo. So we're gonna jump here into some basketball talk, some round ball. As it as it as it the women have landed there in the uh, the Bahamas. Is that right? Is that what they're playing? the the no the men are in the Bahamas The men are in the Bahamas yeah so let, uh, let's go to the men first Shane
1: oh uh, yeah so they're coming in at 5 and0 oh, and they're playing tomorrow in the uh, battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas against Seton Hall good game uh yeah gotcha. so uh, this year they've been looking good they're averaging 80 point eight points a game they're only allowing 63.8 shooting nice 51.9 from the field Pritchards look good Anthony mathis has been La flama Blanca
0: uh, it's been. Good. You have something to say. You're. You're like literally oh, biting your fist right now. So again, I don't know. We don't ever. We've never done this before. I have to pause the podcast. All right. are back. Uh, I just had to tell Shane a quick story there. Uh, some some other pods I listened to, you know, they have like their Bossa Nova moments. I'm not that fancy, so I just literally had to pause things. But anyway, we're getting back on track here, talking yeah. about uh, Anthony Mathis, man, and his performance here, looking forward. Yeah,
1: us uh, so coming in, the graduate transfer, obviously uh, high school teammates with Peyton Pritchard, um, but he's gotten off to as good a start as anybody could have asked. He's averaging 15 points a game, and he's shooting 64.5%
0: from deep. So, yeah. That's good. Unbelievable. The kid's really shooting the ball well. And you can see the chemistry playing out the way we kind of hoped it would.
1: Yeah, and then um, Francis Okoro, another uh, re- well, one of the only returners, one of the only three returners with uh, Peyton Pritchard and Will Richardson, has um, been great on the inside after being hit by a car on Franklin outside Matthew Knight. Don't hit the basketball players or any athletes for that. Don't matter. drive on the sidewalks in general. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> good general life. Yeah.
1: Anywho, but he's look great. He's averaging eight points a game, almost eight rebounds, shooting sixty percent from the field, doing all those things, catching a lot of lobs, just boxing out, being the physical presence that we need, especially without Nafallo Dante on the team. I mean, if we had him, the twin towers aspect would we'll be a little different. Be, yeah. yeah, and then and it um, will be
0: different when we get him. Yeah, then or Chandler when the, Larson, the when other the Ducks, get
1: him. The the freshman big man, uh, he's also looked great and yes. very very limited time out on the floor, but uh, especially out there against Memphis because uh, I guess he's from that area and he wasn't recruited to the Memphis Tigers, so he looked really good in that yeah. one, playing with a major chip on his shoulder. Um. Yeah, but then uh, I guess the, uh, the the team
0: to talk about, the number one team in the nation. The number one team, and in our hearts. And in our hearts, and our souls. And our souls, deep, deep within us. This U of o women's team, this is fun, Shane. They're fun to watch. Yeah, they're really fun to watch. Yeah, and they're deep. I mean, I just got my
1: Sabrina jersey uh, in the mail a couple days ago. You didn't ago, wear so it. I'm kind of mad at you. I, I was doing a lot of things. You, today. Uh,
0: Yeah, but if you you know bring it over, just... Yeah. Just leave it. Like, yeah, you know, no worries. just no leave worries. all again, my other stuff. If anybody wants to buy me a Sabrina Ionescu jersey, I will love you forever. I think they're sold out again. Well, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> or you can just, you know, donate to the podcast.
1: Um, so they are averaging 94 and a half points a game and allowing 56 and a half.
0: That sounds good. They're crushing. That sounds pretty good. Uh
1: there was a big game the other day at in New York at Syracuse who was ranked 17th in the country and uh it was tight for a while. I was kind of flipping back and forth between that and the uh the Patriots Cowboys game, which the uh, I'd say the Oregon's women's basketball game was more exciting than that one. That was a that was a snoozer. Um Syracuse was in it. They were uh I mean, it it was interesting because the women's th- basketball team had this, uh, they were down, but it, it, there's like confident aura around them, that it was just a matter like of time. Aura. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, like they were down by two and Sabrina shot like a, a legit NBA three range, uh, coming off a pick and they called a moving pick, which it was Sabrina goes to, like argue the call before it even drops. So she doesn't even watch it fall. And, uh, yeah, she had this like kind of anger about her. It was great. Uh, Satu Sablé was her first game back from the uh, German national team. She had 23 points in the game. She had 12 of Oregon's first 14 points. Uh, Ruthie Hebbard was a little bit quiet in this one. Uh, she didn't get up to her averages, but she's averaging 20 and a half points, nine rebounds. So. Uh, yeah they're uh they're rolling and like we mentioned before they're headed to the what's the name of their the paradise jam where they will Ooh, that sounds fun yeah they will play oklahoma state in the first round who isn't ranked but been a perennial like women's basketball they've been up there they've been in the tournament a few times they've been one of those schools that's been feisty you feisty. know i think
0: that's kind of one of the words i like to in, use the in the mix sports. yeah just feisty yeah you know, things of that nature um bright future obviously for this pack and just the pack 12 in general you know we're definitely really loaded i mean the beavers look good this year uh, ucla looks like they've got a really good squad stanford's got a good squad as always i was looking so at a uh, look forward to tickets for the stanford
1: game at matthew knight this year women's basketball you're starting at $153. Yeah, you might want to and buy those nosebleeds. now. You might want to
0: buy those now because they're going to continue to go up. Because there's oh, going to whoa. be a lot of people there. Those, that, like,
1: that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to get on these early and try to yeah, score try them before to, anybody. Right? Nope, I was late. Late, <laughs> late to the party.
0: And you're denied.
1: I'd like to say fashionably late, but nope. Nope, no, not even, even that,
0: now. not even that. All right, so again, I don't have a segue today for this. We're just going to move forward here. Jumping into a little bit of volleyball coverage this, uh, this U of O women's volleyball team Kind of nearing the end of the season uh, Give us a little recap here Shane Uh, It's been
1: a rocky one uh, We haven't talked about them a whole lot We have kind of started to early in the year With them being ranked in the top 15 And everything uh, Willow Johnson senior year Ronica Stone who we'll talk about later um, But yeah it's They've kind of it, I don't want to say been, uh, It's not been up to Expectations
0: well, injuries, um, Injuries has been one
1: thing. Youth, uh, yeah. We talked
0: about that in a couple pods, you know, earlier this year. Uh, we, we didn't expect this many issues, um, but we knew that they would have some, some trouble.
1: Yeah, and so November's been a little tough. Uh, two wins in November. Uh, they did beat Cal when they ranked um, 20th in the country, uh, down in Berkeley, 1-3-1. Uh, but then rattled off six straight losses before... Uh, getting a three-two victory against USC a couple days ago. So we got a couple games left tomorrow at Colorado, and then we got Friday Senior
0: Night versus the beeves at home. Ooh, so that's a fun opportunity. Bring the kids out, go support this team. Uh, should be a fun atmosphere there at Matthew Knight Arena. Randy go Johnson somewhere will probably be there. Yeah, go somewhere warm. You know what I mean? It's definitely <laughs> going to be warm there within Matthew Knight to give uh, give those ladies a nice send. Off. And hopefully uh, a much brighter future looking forward for next year. Yeah,
1: I mean, a lot to build on. Um, and especially the way, like, the high character seniors on this team that have been really, like, making making sure that everything's moving forward is going to be good. They want to solidify this program. It's not – they're uh, big picture players. Um, so it, it's going to be good. It just – it was one of those years just, you know, wasn't in the cards. Yep. Yep. And uh, especially with a, a stacked Pac-12, I mean, Washington State being ranked, uh, Washington's been in the top fifteen. Stanford, uh, last season's national champion, has been in the top five all season. So, it's it's tough. It's a hard hard gambit of a uh, volleyball there. You're but gonna
0: hear us say a lot of these similar things. We start talking about softball moving towards in the spring. I mean, it's going to be a very similar kind of feel with uh, a lot of JUCO people. Um, a lot of athletes that are young, um, a coaching staff really trying to put their their foundation and their identity on the team, and just a stacked conference. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, this year, right now they're sitting at eight and nineteen. Let's uh see if they can get to ten and nineteen.
0: That'd be great. That's you the know, goal right now. That'd be great. That's that'd all be, you can do absolutely. at this point. Absolutely. Let's go two and zero moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and our social spotlight of the week is. Uh, Let's see, am I reading this name correctly here, Shane? Why don't you say it's, it here so I don't I don't mess this up? It's Ronica Stone. Ronica Stone. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just wanna make sure. Just wanna make sure.
1: Senior middle blocker out of San Jose. She is a journalism major. Um, and she's really active on the Twitter and the IG, um, doing a lot of fun things and being a journalism major, she's done a pretty cool U- uh, YouTube interview show. Oh, neat called Ten okay. uh, Frames with Ronica, where she, is she shakes- a bowler? She's not. It seems like it's maybe one of her hobbies. Okay, all right. All uh, right. Her final, she's usually scoring around 100. Okay, okay, so solid. Not, yeah. No bumpers. Or no bumpers. That nature, I mean, you know,
0: but a solid. You know, if you get a triple digits in bowling, I feel like you're doing okay. She could probably beat me. She beat Jordan Scott in the maybe first this episode. That's what needs to happen. It was Jordan is.
1: Scott, I think it was like 83 to 109.
0: Veronica, if you hear about this, Shane and I want to come bowl with you.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: Let's make this happen. Um, yeah, so she's taken, there's been a
1: few episodes, Jordan Scott was the first episode, she's taken like a tennis player, uh, a golfer, um, somebody else, but it, it's pretty cool that you sit there, you, you kind of see them, you know, doing an interview is a lot easier if you kind of got something else going on, you yes. get that
0: natural mm-hmm. flow of a conversation. One of the reasons why Hot Ones is so awesome, that Hot Wings show, I mean, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. A, and he's a great interviewer too. Yeah.
1: But you kind of... And she does a really good job. You can tell that she does a lot of her research about, like, where they're from. Um, yeah, I know. You scoff at The, <laughs> the, the Jay-Z of podcasting over here. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so Veronica is coming off, you know, a, a great career. She's the seventh player at, in U of O history to pass uh, 1,500 points. So, I mean... Uh, you know, a pillar in the women's volleyball community in Oregon. Awesome. And uh, so it's good to see her out. You know, she's a big supporter of the women's hoops team. You'll probably see her at a lot of games. Um, Especially volleyball players and basketball players seem to have this nice, like, There's a vibe. running, jumping bond there. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything else really. Like, we wear shorts, you wear shorts. Like, I don't know what the other thing is, but I was always tight with volleyball players when I was in high school and such. So um yeah go go check her stuff out. Go check her out on Twitter at Veronica Stone with two E's and then at um, Instagram it's just
0: Ronica Stone. So uh, What are you using more these days, Shane? Are you on the Twitter more or oh, are you on the, the Twitter, IG? More? Oh, I'm um, all Twitter. You're on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah see, I Instagram. like the IG a little bit more lately. I don't know. I like Twitter a lot, I use Twitter a lot. We we obviously use it a lot for the flop pod, but um I just I don't know, I like IG, I like the pictures.
1: I guess. I mean, I sk- I go on Facebook and just scroll through memes. Like I just look Yeah. Bookface is weird. Yeah, Bookface it's a weird. place for angry people. Yeah. <laughs> As I found out today, I yeah I won't get into that.
0: Hey oh Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah. So, so that uh, it? we have anything I think else that, to talk about I think this week? that's
0: about it. It's Civil War week. You know, if you if you have a friend who's a beaver, if you have a neighbor who's a beaver, you know, give them a call. Talk, talk a little bit of smack with them. Have some fun with it. Uh, that, that's one of the beautiful things about sports. is just that, that kind of animosity, that kind of fun animosity you can have with each other. Uh, and that's why the Civil War is so fun. Where the two towns are literally separated, only like, like 45 miles. So we're going to have some overlap. Families are divided. Um, I've seen marriages divided. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a fun thing. Do you have any good Civil War stories before we get out of here? Um, gee, put me on. The I know, spot. right on the spot.
1: Zuko's just chewing on my Zuko sleeves. Producer Zuko's uh, like, you guys should just end this. Why yeah, are you Why he's, are you just moving an, forward? He's, he's trying to tell us something? Yeah, he Is might be. It? I think okay. Yeah. I think it All might right. be
0: time to wrap it. No Civil War stories. We'll see if we can come up with some of you guys next week, but. Thank you as always for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Make sure to hit that like and share button. Make sure to check us out on Spotify now. Subscribe. We are available. Subscribe, yeah. please. Uh, just a shout out to Anchor FM. They are not a uh, sponsor yet. But uh, we appreciate their platform. It's been a lot easier to been a lot easier to use and uh, kind of helped out with a little bit of that digital wizardry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Try. If any way they can make it a little bit easier on us is we need all the help Love we it. get, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do.
0: So with that in mind, I am at Coach Chesty on all those social media platforms. I'm
1: at Shane Potter 6.
0: Please go give us a find, like us, follow us, and we are at the Flock Pod all over the place. We out. Peace.